Megan. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to the Travel Mug Podcast. Every episode, we talk about travel destinations, interesting trivia, and even some travel fails. Let's dive into today's episode. Don't forget to travel mug. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Travel Mug Podcast. It's our one-year anniversary episode. How did that even happen? What? I feel like we blinked and then it's a year later. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. But we're so lucky to be here. Yes. Um, So today we have some listener questions and we thought we would just chat about us, how we met, give you a little sneak peek behind the travel mug curtain. Mm -hmm. Um, First of all, though, thank you so much for listening to us for the last year. The travel mug podcast has been heard in 25 countries. Our podcast is way more international than we are. (laughs) That is true. It's actually been listened to on every continent except Antarctica, which would be a feat. That would be amazing. That's our goal. Please, please, if anybody listening to this is going to Antarctica, can you please just download our podcast while you're there? <laughs> you know someone who, who do people live there? Live, That's really I mean, stupid Live question. and work. They live and work in the, you know, scientific oh, yes, TikTok videos. Look at my world in Antarctica. Okay. If anybody knows anyone there, they could say, hey, these poor girls in Nova Scotia need you to download their podcast. <laughs> I would and love And maybe that. they'll do it. That would make me so happy. <laughs> I know. I would love it so much. And I'm sorry. I, I didn't realize people live there. Okay. Um, <laughs> most of our audience, though, as you can imagine, is in Canada, specifically Nova Scotia. But our top countries are Canada, the U.S. of A, and Australia. Whoop, whoop. Oh, yeah, Australia. That's awesome. I know. Thanks for coming through, Aussie fans. And we do have listeners who are super loyal from around the globe, including uh, one from Tasmania, and one from France. And those individuals, I think it's literally two people all together, <laughs> but they've like pretty much been listening from the get-go. And it's so cool to see those two countries on there every single week. So thank you from afar for your support. We're so happy you're here. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, I'm just glad it's more people than just like our moms listening. I know. My mom, <laughs> I don't think has ever listened. She doesn't know how to my work. My mom listens every week and then she... Oh then she calls me and goes, I listen to your podcast and I just love it so much. <laughs> my, Hi, mother mom. Work, my mother doesn't work devices, so I'm glad yours does. <laughs> oh, Lord. So Megan, I don't think we've actually told the full story about how we met, but it's pretty unique. And yeah. um, when I told my husband that I was meeting with you, this is way before the podcast, but the first time we had coffee, he was like, how how do you know this person? <laughs> Peter's too. He's like, you've, you've never really mentioned this person before. And now you're going to have coffee with them. I'm like, we'll see you when I get home. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> here's the full story. All right. So Megan and I, we actually met in a Lululemon Facebook group, which Shout is out hilarious. To spending too much money. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, Megan, this is probably like 2013? 2014? It's been a while. It's been a long time. So kind of what happened is um, a bunch of people in the Lululemon group added each other as Facebook friends. And um, we were both living in Halifax. We're both from Nova Scotia. And so we ended up adding each other. And basically it just went on like that for like years where like we were just Facebook friends that never really talked. But like, no, I mean, like, it's funny because my Facebook memories come up and you've 
commented on like, you know, when I got engaged in 2014 and stuff like that. And when I went to Iceland, you kind of asked like a couple questions, but other than that, it was just kind of that. And then I, um, I started my blog, we'll save for travel. And you reached out to me after that because you were considering starting Let's Get Tripsy. And so we kind of like talked about blogging and it was like, hey, like, why don't we, why don't we meet for coffee? So I think that was December 2018. We met for coffee at uh, Shout Out to Apartment 3 in Lower Sackville. Love it there. Me too. I miss my little Apartment 3 in Sackville now that we've moved. And I just feel like we just chatted for like a really long time and just talked about travel and life and yeah, we did. things that we had done and just we got along really well. And then we didn't see each other for like another <laughs> like, year. <laughs> Nice knowing you. It was just hilarious. So in January 2020, I was like, um, I really wanted to start a podcast. I was thinking about starting a podcast and I knew I wanted a format that felt like friends chatting. Like I didn't want to just be talking by myself. Right. Um, so I messaged you and I was like, hey, do you want to start a podcast with me? Which probably seemed like so out of the blue. It did. And I can't even express, and I don't know if I've ever told you this, like the amount of anxiety it gave me. Because oh no. I, yes. Because I was like, I can't, I can't do that. Like I, I, I don't feel that I can. And it's so funny that I felt that way. And I'm like, I didn't give you a response for like a long time. <laughs> and then I was like, and now you know that that's just me anyway. And, and then I was like, well, I got to think about it. But then to pick up the story, just from my perspective, like COVID hit. And I started doing those Instagram stories every day of like day, whatever of lockdown. Yeah. And people seem to like them. And I was just like, maybe like I could do this and not be like mortified by the sound of my own voice. Like (laughs) that's what I was so worried about. So from my perspective, when you messaged me, it was so cool that you thought of me yet. I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) I was like, I don't think I can do that. But I also felt in 2020, like I wanted to maybe push myself like outside of my boundaries. And Mm -hmm. this was huge in terms of that. So A, thank you. And B, like, I'm proud of myself for not being like, "Mm, no, I'm too scared to do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I was scared too. Like, I remember the first time, I mean, this is way before the podcast, but the first time I recorded myself on video for something for my blog, I didn't even post it because I was like, this is horrifying. Like (laughs) listening to yourself and like, I mean, I think everybody's their own worst critic. Oh, Um, for sure. And so, yeah, it was just crazy. And we, we had our second coffee date to chat about, um, the podcast and how we might format it. And, uh, it was literal days before COVID shut everything down. Like it, we met up on a Sunday and I think I didn't go to work on Tuesday. Like it was, yeah. it, was it was crazy, crazy. And yeah, the timing of it is just all really weird, but I think it worked out in like a weirdly good way. I guess. Well, and I, I like that our path isn't just like a straight one to yeah. get here yet. I also feel like even though, you know, we've not hung out that much in person and we haven't known each other, like really known each other too, too long. I think there's still like tons to talk about and we do have chemistry and somehow it works anyway. Yeah. (laughs) And that's cool. 
I remember, yeah, after our first couple of episodes, like reaching out to a couple of friends and I think you did too, like to download the show and like (laughs) ask them what they thought. And they're like, I can't believe that you've met this person like twice in person and you've only known each other a short time. Like sometimes you just click with somebody. I guess. Oh, look at him. Oh, it's so cute. And like, and we're like kind of couple friends now, right? Like our husbands get along and I don't know. That's it's meant to be. I know. And I mean, I love this podcast and I hope we keep doing it for a long time. But I think that, um, you know, the four of us kind of being friends has been the best thing to come out of it. And- yeah, <laughs> this is exactly. And I think that, you know, all of that to happen that way, um, it wouldn't, you know, with regular people, it may not always work out that way. Like people wouldn't get along or just like, oh, they're nice, but yeah. like not to sort of hang out with, but it just, I mean, it's all just worked out. It's, it was kismet. It was. <laughs> now that we've gushed. Yeah. Yes. Let's dive into some listener questions that we did get. So what do we have first? All right. So Renette asks, um, what have you learned from having a podcast? And there, is there anything you would do differently? So the first one I thought of, I just thought this was so funny. I've learned to spot every um on an audio wave when I'm editing the podcast <laughs> because um, if you don't know, I edit the podcast. So you literally just said that and then went, um, um. yeah, <laughs> there it is. I mean, I have to leave that um in just you do. Because, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I don't take them all out, but I do take some out and some other silly things we say. Like, I don't remember what place it was on our, um, Annapolis Valley episode that we had to like say the name of the place like 15 times. <laughs> And my husband's texting me from the next room going like, it's pronounced this. Like, <laughs> oh my God. We still need a bloopers episode someday. <laughs> someday I'm going to get, I'm going to get that done. Yeah. Is there anything I would do differently? I, I really don't think I would do anything differently. I, I just don't. I think it's, it's gone the right way. And I mean, some episodes I'm sure have come out better than ever others and some could be better, but whatever, like they, they are, I think that's life. Yeah. I mean, they're not, none, none of the episodes are perfect and we don't want them to be, we just want it to be us. So, um, yeah. <laughs> what about yeah. you, Megan? No, for me, like, like I've already mentioned, like I learned that I, I don't hate the sound of my own voice, which is, you know, kudos to me. <laughs> um, and I really can do a podcast and feel like natural and not worry about saying the wrong thing or sounding foolish. A, because you're an amazing editor. <laughs> um, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'm sure I still sound that way, but it's fun and it should be treated as such. And the one thing that um, I would probably change, although it can't really be changed, and this is life too, is starting a travel podcast in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, obviously the world's in a pandemic. This is where we are. Here's the podcast, and its relevance, of course, hopefully, really will only grow from here. Yeah, but it wasn't ideal because people a were just turned off from the idea of even traveling because they're like, I can't go anyway, and it just makes me bitter. Yeah. Um, 
or B, I can't plan. So this isn't useful to me right now. And I'm not saying everybody felt that way, but I bet a lot of people did. Yeah. And so hopefully now that we're hopefully coming out of the other side of this is that hopefully (laughs) what will happen is that people will even maybe go back in the catalog and sort of say like, I'd like to plan now. Maybe they have an episode on this and hopefully we do. And if not, suggest it. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. (laughs) Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. It it was interesting timing, but it also I feel like it got me personally through the pandemic. Like, yeah, I I love talking about travel. When I meet someone new and they say, "Oh, I'm I'm going to this place," or "I've just been here," like that's like an instant connection for me to like chat about travel, just because I love it so much. Yeah. Um, so I think that talking about it just kind of got me through not being able to actually do it. <laughs> Yeah, I think I feel the same. Like it was, you know, there were very painful times now that I've canceled like you two European vacations, et cetera. But I still think that I totally never lost hope in terms of the travel piece. And I think you're right. This sort of said, well, one day I'll be able to utilize this or talking about, you know, having been somewhere and having those memories can some days be painful, but other days it sort of brings you joy. So I think that I've sort of used it that way too. Yeah, I think it wasn't that long ago that we both signed on to record an episode and we were just kind of like, oh my God, because we had just gone into lockdown again. Like we weren't leaving our municipalities, our houses basically. Yeah. And we're like, oh, and then we recorded the episode and we both at the end were like, oh my God, I feel so much better. I did. I was on this high when I left. Yes. (laughs) So I was like, that's the antidote for this pandemic. (laughs) We're doing it. I know. I love it. So the next question uh, was from Kat. She's the proprietor of my favorite Airbnb here in Nova Scotia, Luna Rosa Chalet. Hey, Kat. She said, and I told you this earlier over text and she'll know exactly what I'm talking about. This is the most Kat question in the whole. (laughs) So do you pre-plan adventures or wing it, letting the magic of the open road unfold? Kat is the magic. Um, for sure. Cause I can totally just see her winging it and letting life happen and it turning out wonderfully. But for me, I would say I pre-plan with some whimsical tucked in there. And I have to say that's mostly Peter's influence and I'm super thankful for it. I used to over plan with a lot of anxiety and if it didn't work out, I felt this tightening of my chest and I was like, this isn't what I dreamed of. And like, I can pinpoint a time. My father and I were in Paris. We were on a double-decker bus and I thought we were getting off at the Eiffel Tower. I'd been there for three weeks and he was new and he wanted to see something else. And he's like, well, let's just keep going. And I'm like, well, no, I mean, (laughs) we can't simply do that because in my mind we were going to, and he's like, oh, you need to relax. And that moment like really stands out for me. And Peter thankfully has helped too. Like he likes an outline more than a plan, I think. And it has really helped me find that balance. So leave some space for magic while knowing that there are like key things that I want to see and do. So I don't miss this, this stuff I know that I want to see. It is a work in progress. Um, I'm working through it. It's always, you know, it's not always like that and I'm not cured by any means, but it's much better than let, let's say 10 years ago for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you? I, I think we've established that I'm an over planner um, <laughs> by this point, if you've listened to any other episodes, 
I would, I would love to let the magic unfold. Like that sounds so lovely, but in reality, it causes me a lot of anxiety because I remember this really vividly. And I think it's kind of changed the way that I've planned travel. So my husband and I went to Quebec city and this was early on in our relationship in our, in my travel by myself or traveling as an adult experience. Right. Um, so we went to Quebec city and we didn't really have a plan and I had been to Quebec city before. So I guess I just felt like I don't really need to plan. I've been there before I went as a teenager. So like (laughs) same activities will surely apply. Jeez. Anyway, so the what happened was we got there, we landed in Quebec City, and we didn't have a plan, and we just were like, okay, what do you want to do? And so then we're on our phones trying to figure out what we want to do. Okay, we want to go here, but like where is it and how do we get there? And all I could think about was how much time we were wasting, that we weren't doing something and we weren't even enjoying ourselves. We were just like what do we do here? Right. I would like to strike a better balance between having a plan and winging it. And I, I think I have gotten better. I've, I've talked to you guys numerous times about how I overplanned my honeymoon and I definitely have, and we haven't done a real big trip since our honeymoon, but I think my next big trip will be better in striking a balance. So I would love to let the magic of the open world road unfold, but I don't know if it's realistic for me. <laughs> well, it could also be like a work in progress. You don't need, you can't, and you won't be able to change yourself overnight. But if you can, you know, just sort of try to keep it in mind, that's even a first step forward in my yeah. opinion. I get it. I totally feel what you're saying. <laughs> I think we're similar-ish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just maybe a little bit further ahead on the journey, but I'm still on the journey. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and we have one final listener question. Uh, what do you both do for work in your real day jobs? So Jen, you just made a big transition actually. So why don't you kick that off? Yeah. So for the last 11 years, I was a registered massage therapist. I had been doing that. I graduated from massage college when I was 19 years old. And so I did that for the last 11 years and enjoyed it for the most part, but I was ready to, to make a change. And it's funny because going through blogging and writing about travel and personal finance, I really wanted to switch to something that was more um, location independent, more flexible. And I was self-employed as a massage therapist. I was a contractor. I wasn't willing to work for somebody else. And so I started a virtual assistant business. So right now I help other entrepreneurs with their business. So I I mostly do social media tasks. I do some like proofreading. Um, I do like copywriting for them. And so I kind of like, I make my own hours and I can basically do it from anywhere with an internet connection. And my husband, while he is employed with a company um, is also location independent, which is why we were able to move back to our hometown of Liverpool um, a couple months ago now. So yeah, I definitely have gone through a big change and travel is part of it because I want to be able to, to travel more and this will help me do that. 
Definitely. And if someone out there in the wide world needs your services, where could they email? <laughs> you can email me. It's Jen, J-E-N-N, at willsaveforTravel.com. And I can put that in the show notes if anybody's interested. Wonderful. Um, for me, I have had the same job, not at the same company for a really long time. So I've been a recruiter, um, so helping hire people into companies that I work for since 2006. So, I mean, I guess that's, what, 15 years at this point, (laughs) which (laughs) makes me seem like I don't want to get ahead in life, but I'll I'll explain later why I'm definitely hanging on to the one I have now, but I've worked in fitness, travel, uh, retail, and now banking as a recruiter. And um, I love it. I love helping people get a start or continue their career um, and seeing them do well. I don't know. It just fulfills me in a, in a, in a way. Like, um, it's not happening to me, um, but it still helps fulfill me that I'm helping people sort of get on their career journey Maybe it's not something I won't want to, you know, do forever, but I've done it for a long time and I'm still doing it because I really, I really do love it. So I'm, I do feel lucky. Um, It is a corporate job. And I think that for me, that's my comfort level right now, but who knows in the future? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I think, uh, I think pandemic has proven that we have no freaking idea what's going to happen in the future. There's no normal. There's no normal and we have no idea what's coming. So who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Exactly. What do we get up next? So I thought it would be fun if we'd finish off with some like get to know you questions that we came up with for each other. So I will ask you the first question, Megan, and that is which country or place that you've visited had the best food? Because you know, we love to talk about food here. Food is a passion for us. Yes. Um, I would have to say Mexico and the authentic Mexican food. Now, having said that, every resort I've been to in Mexico, there's always different themed restaurants. The Mexican one is always crap and I don't know (laughs) why. But the food is always subpar and we always leave and we're like, how is this possible? But the times that we've went off resort in Mexico and eaten authentic Mexican food, it's blown me away. Like it is, um, and now I've never done it as a, as a pescatarian. I've always was eating meat at the time. So I guess maybe that helped. I don't really know, but it was absolutely delicious. And I have to say as a runner up to that, especially because I love to eat so much is America only because they have so many choices of like over sized foods and like big (laughs) plates of foods and stuff like that. And like, so I'd have to say there's so many different cuisines sort of in that American cuisine plate now, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. So I would say America's the runner up, but Mexico for sure. I love authentic food there. Mm. Yum. Yummy indeed. Now your first question from me Mm -hmm. Is what is your favorite childhood travel memory? Mm-hmm. So, my first trip outside of Canada was to Texas in 2002. Uh, it was my first time on an airplane. It was my first time out of Canada for sure. It might have been my first time out of no, I had been out of Nova Scotia. Anyway, um, so I was 11. I was about to turn 12, and I just this is such a funny memory, but I remember so vividly driving on the highway. Like I think we were going from like the airport to my mom's cousin lived in Texas. So we were going to visit uh, her and her family and she had picked us up. And I just remember seeing like 
all the different lanes. And of course, I grew up in a town of like 3,000 people. And now there's like <laughs> eight lanes of highway. And it was like that ultimate like, we're not in Kansas anymore, <laughs> Toto moment. Like it was – and we had a great trip. Like we did um, – we did theme parks. We did like Six Flags, San Antonio, and we did Schlitterbahn. And it's funny. The whole reason we took the trip was uh, my mom saw Schlitterbahn, this water park on like a TV show of like the top 10 water parks in the world or something. And that one was number one. And mom's like, hey, Shelly lives close to there. <laughs> like what? the? That's the coolest mom thing ever. <laughs> so uh, we had a blast of it. Yeah, that I it, mostly like just seeing the highway lanes like holy moly. I can imagine. I can imagine. And I can't also just believe you said you were 12 in 2002. I'm just going to move <laughs> on from that point. Any- no uh no listener questions asked us about our age difference, but uh <laughs> it's large people. <laughs> Oh, I'm young at heart. I our, our age difference and our height difference. Is, uh, They're huge. Like I'm almost six foot and I'm 15 years older. Yes. And I'm five feet tall. We're adorable. <laughs> we are adorable. Yes. Okay. So my next question for you, Megan, is um, when did you fall in love with traveling? I think I like, you know, I liked the idea of loving travel for a long time. Like I really wished, I guess I was, you know, a a gallivanter, um, (laughs) traveled a lot. I did actually go to travel school. I worked in the travel industry and I went a lot of places, but I don't really think I came into my comfort level with it yet. Um, and I'm sure I probably mentioned on here before, but in 2004, I um, spent a month in Paris by myself, except for when my dad came to visit, as I mentioned. (laughs) And I think that did it for me. Um, I don't know if that's what I needed it by myself. I don't really know. But that's when I knew that like other places in the world was where it was at for me. And don't get me wrong. I love it here. Obviously, I'm a proud Nova Scotian, proud Canadian. But I think it's that month of exploring and getting to know myself, I think, also was where like my true love of adventure and travel, because that for me, and I don't come from, I come from a smaller town. Yeah. Than you. <laughs> yeah. And um, this was a big deal for me, even though I'd been lots of places in the world already, like my grad trip in grade 12 was London, England, and like I had done other things, but I think it was really, really cemented and has only grown from there. And that was 2004. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. I know. Next up for you. So what do you, and I am so fascinated by this. (laughs) So what do you feel it is about Disney World uh, that has captivated you so? And I'm really genuine with this and I'm very interested to hear what you have to say. Okay. I'll start with at the risk of sounding totally cliche, Disney is magical. (laughs) I must agree. Yes. I also think that some people are Disney people. And if Disney people are listening to this right now, they're going to be like, yes, I, I know. And then I think other people just aren't. Um, I mean, you can still like your experience at Disney World. And, but being a Disney person, like it's just – it's part of your life in this weird way that I can't explain. Like I watch YouTube videos from the parks. I love it so much. And I don't know if it's childhood like nostalgia – that might be part of it. 
I wanted to go to Disney my whole life. I remember very vividly um, seeing like commercials for Disney World at the beginning of like VHS Disney movies and be like, oh my God, I can't wait to go there. And my dad and stepmom took me when I was 13 and it was everything I dreamed of. Like we had um, an amazing time. And I, I guess at this point in my life, like Disney just feels like home. Um, I don't need a map. I know where the bathrooms are. Um, I don't need to think that much on my Disney trips anymore. Like obviously we have to plan for things and it's a little bit different right now, but um, I just need to go and enjoy it. And it just feels like home. So yeah. Oh, that's nice. Now a follow-up. Okay. Before Ryan met you, did he like Disney World and does he like Disney World? Like how yeah. does that piece fit? Right. In? So Ryan had gone to Disney twice as a child growing up and had a good time. And I our our first big trip together was to Disney and we had a great time and then we didn't go to Disney again for seven years um, between our first and second trips together. And he is definitely a Disney person. Like he loves it. I wouldn't say he loves it as much as I do, um, but he definitely does love it. And I, he doesn't complain. So it's not like I have to drag him along. Like he, he does enjoy going. Oh, well, you found your person. I did. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So my next question for you actually is about your husband too. So between you and your husband, Peter, who does most of the travel planning? Well, he came in my office earlier and I was going through my questions, sort of just trying to think ahead. And I asked him and he's very like diplomatic. He's like, it's 50, 50. I'm like, Oh, n- stop it. <laughs> um, cause to me, it really depends on the trip type. Now, every trip I have things I know I want to see. So of course I plan for those, mm-hmm. but there's been whole road, road trips, especially before I really got into road trips that he planned for us and they were brilliant. So I really do think it depends on the trip type um, and depends on what each of us wants to see and do. And I'm excited about it. Like we're doing it like, and he goes along with me. There's nothing where he's like, Megan, I'm dying to see this. We like, he is just not that kind of person. Yeah. But he always, he's so generous. He goes along with the things that like, I'm super pumped about. Like uh, in our upcoming trip to Cape Breton, I got in touch with Sea Glass Meg. You know the the uh, you know what uh, yeah. account I'm talking about. Yeah, she sent me like maps and like Aww. places to look for sea glass. And like I think, especially he's gotten a little more into it. But before he's like, I think he was gonna like rip his eyeballs out. <laughs> and now he like knows how excited I am. So he was like, okay, well we'll look up the places and we'll plan to go there. So like yeah. he does go along with me. So I'd have to say really. It probably is pretty equal. It just depends, but it's not, certainly not just me, which is nice. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of people, I think just people come along for the ride and they're like, I don't care what we do. Just plan it for me. We both really do have a hand in it. So he's not far off. That's funny because, um, I plan, I would say trip planning for us as a couple, I am like 95% of it. And part of it is because I love doing it. Like for me, like the research of planning a trip is like almost as fun as the trip itself. And that's why you take those plans to dance. Oh my God. That's probably (laughs) why, but Ryan, um, a is very easygoing and just is like, whatever. And 
like B, I do ask him, like, what do you want to do? That's so nice. And uh, (laughs) I try. Uh, (laughs) Listen, I planned our entire honeymoon around going to a Chelsea FC game. So you had him in mind. I did. But yeah, he's just like, I don't care. You plan it. I'll go. (laughs) If that were, I I always say whatever works. Mm -hmm. So my next question for you. So over the last year, and maybe it hasn't, but if it has, like how has your vision of travel changed? And when you can freely go somewhere, which seems to be getting closer, do you think you're going to feel differently or look at travel differently than you did before? Yeah. So I would say like in the before times, it really felt like you could go anywhere at any time. And the only thing like holding you back was you in some way. Time like, or money or whatever. Exactly. Like, um, and then having that taken away was like mentally really hard on, I think both of us, like, I think yes. we both struggled with that. Yes. I also, um, I lost my stepmom to cancer last month. So my stepmom was the person who initially like hooked me on travel. She was a travel agent when she met my dad and she truly loved travel. We talked about it all the time, places that we had been places that we'd wanted to go. And the trip that we had canceled to Europe, our two week plus trip, um, was with her and was supposed to be kind of her last big trip. So that was really hard. So all that kind of to say that I don't want to delay travel once things open back up. Like, I don't want to be like someday I'll go there. Like, I don't want to wait until retirement to take my big trips, if you know what I mean. Yes. Like, I know we can't, I can't go everywhere all at once. Like, that's just not how it works. But um, I'm not going to put things off. And I don't know if I did before anyway. I know, like, some things that my stepmom talked about, like, some of her, her regrets were that, you know, she didn't go somewhere because they were waiting to retire, you know, like they were going to retire and they were going to go spend the winter in Florida and they were going to do all these things that just didn't happen. So I think just having that like close up seat to, to watching that happen has kind of taught me that I don't want to wait. Like I want to plan to do things when I can afford them. Like I don't want, I'm not going to, you know, rack up tens of thousands of dollars in debt just to right. But I think that's kind of the main lesson I've learned. And it's funny if you've asked me if I look at it differently, um, we're booked to go to Disney in October and we're really debating on whether or not we're going to go. I, I see YouTubers going to Disney and it makes me nervous and I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to go back. And Disney at this point is basically back to almost normal. Like people who are fully vaccinated don't have to wear masks anywhere. They're uh, upping the park capacity. And, you know, by October, for all intents and purposes, it's probably going to be quote unquote normal. And I, I don't know if I'm ready to, to go into that yet. We haven't canceled the trip, but we have like a couple of more months to kind of decide what we're going to do. And I don't know what's holding me back. I don't know if it's the crowds. Um, in my head, I'm like, they're taking all of these, you know, they've taken all these precautions and people who are vaccinated are not wearing masks and people who are, you know, supposedly not vaccinated are wearing masks. But it, I can't, I can only tell you that it is something in my gut that when I see it, I'm like, I'm not ready for that. And there's lots of other things I'm ready for, but that I just, 
Yeah. And that's not to say too, and me saying that is not to diminish sort of anyone else's fears or qualms or anything, obviously. Yeah. Like that's just my opinion and how I feel about like how I want to approach this. But I'm also out of a place of respect to say, if you're not ready or if you still feel like you need to wear a mask or whatever the case is, people need to do, like you said, follow your gut or, or whatever that's going to make you feel comfortable. So I totally respect that side of things. I'm just effing over it. But like, (laughs) I totally, totally get that as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely ready to travel like other places. It's just Disney that's giving me, which is interesting because it is a favorite place. And I don't know if part of it's like, I don't want to see it different. Like, I don't want to tarnish all of the memories I've had. But anyway, that's uh, that's how I feel about it right now. So We'll keep us updated, girl. Yeah, I, I will. I will. All right. All right. So my next question for you is, would you ever live abroad? Which um, I guess I kind of already knew the answer to just because we're friends. Um, but like, let's talk about that. A thousand percent, yes. Let's just say that. Would have I felt that way my whole life? Heck no. no. <laughs> and my parents are aging, so there is that thing that creeps into my head that would make it definitely harder. I wouldn't have a two hour and 45 minute drive if I needed to get home. So that, of course, weighs a little bit in my head. Yeah. But I don't, we don't have kids, we don't have pets, we have a lease of everything in our lives. The only thing we've ever committed to is each other. <laughs> Um, so there's really nothing holding us back. So what I meant earlier in regards to my job is as I do hope to do it overseas one day. So that's why I'm definitely sticking in it. I've connected with all the right people. I mean, it would likely be London if I did it. And Peter happens to work for the same company and he has, there's opportunities in his department in Luxembourg. Mm -hmm. So that could be an option as well, but a thousand percent. Yes. I just want to, um, do something that my younger self would be like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I know there would, it wouldn't be all sunshine and roses. There would be bumps along the way. I see videos of people talking about it all the time and people romanticize it. They mm-hmm. do. Yep. And I, I totally realize that, but I really want that opportunity to do so. And I truly hope it comes our way at some point, at some point. So yes, 100%. <laughs> and I know you feel the same, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're a little bit more like tied down than you and Peter because we do own a home and right now we have three pets. Um, You're such a doll. Oh my God. <laughs> but um, we definitely, both of us want to live abroad, whether that looks like living abroad all the time or living abroad some of the year and coming back home to Nova Scotia for like the summer, which is the best part of the year. I was going to say not for winter. Absolutely not for winter. But yes, I don't, I definitely see us leaving Canada for months at a time at some point in our lives for sure. Awesome. Well, I hope it happens for both of us. For both of us. Meet you in London. I know. See you there, girl. We'll meet the tea and crumpet. Um, Well, this leads perfectly into my next question. So what is your favorite, and it could be Nova Scotia, but your favorite Canadian place you've visited so far? So I, this was so hard to think about, but um, I went to Alberta with my um, dad and stepmom and brother. I think I was like 16-ish. So we flew into Calgary and then we did a road trip. So we did like Banff 
Canmore, Jasper, Edmonton, et cetera. And we had a really great time. And I think that I loved it so much because it was like 10,000% different from where I grew up. You right. know, like there was the Rocky Mountains, like it was beautiful. And I remember just like staring at the mountains from the backseat of the car, like, oh my God, like these are I know. so beautiful. And it was funny. I took a picture of, um, I think it's called Pato Lake in Alberta. And it's like this brilliant blue. And I came home and I, my mom took me to the, our local paint store, home hardware, and they color matched the photo of the blue of the lake. And I painted my room. Um, I, I know I loved it so much. And, um, my best friend and I talked about moving to Canmore when we were both teenagers. That was kind of our uh, what we talked about doing. And obviously I never did that. And I, I don't really want to now as an adult, but I think because of how different it was from Nova Scotia, there are plenty of amazing places in Canada, but I think that's been my favorite so far. Awesome. I love the mountains and I think we're, we're ocean girls. Yeah. So that's what we know. And then I, I don't know, it would be hard to leave it, but then I see mountains and I'm like, Mountains are so cool. <laughs> They're so cool. I know. But also the ocean. Like, right. it's, it's very difficult. <laughs> I, I guess if we need both, we'll have to go to BC. Yeah. <laughs> There's the, like that. I can't afford to live there, but no. we'll have to <laughs> rent a tent or something. <laughs> All right. So my last question for you is, I, I don't know why I asked this, but I just thought it would be interesting. What is the worst place you've visited? Oh, Peter and I talked about this too, because I, I have a memory, memory like a sieve. So he always helps me. And I have to say where I'm going to say it, it wasn't horrible. Um, we really did have to think hard because we've been so lucky. We choose places very specifically. And honestly, most of the time it works out. I'm sure that won't be the case, but so far it has been, but if we had, or if we, I guess we had to choose, it would be Hartford, Connecticut. So we chose to stay there on purpose on a road trip. We did have a great Mexican meal. I'm not going to lie. The bar of the hotel, we watched the um, MLB All-Star game. Across the road, there was like a big park. And it's not an ugly city. It's fairly pretty. Um, But it really is just full of big insurance companies. Um, And the vibe is pretty sterile. Right. I'm sure we miss stuff and I'm sure locals would have other things to say, well, you should have done this. But for us, the vibe and the scene just wasn't there. And not that we're like super hip or anything, (laughs) but like we just weren't feeling it. Yeah. Um, And the funny thing was, and Peter reminded me of this, when we crossed the border from New Brunswick to Maine on this road trip, they of course ask where you're going. And Peter told the border agent that one of the places we were going was Hartford. And the guy goes, why? Who wants to go to Hartford? (laughs) That's hilarious. And so, I mean, that set the stage for exactly how we felt. (laughs) And so I would just pass that on to anyone who's listening. Who wants to go to Hartford? So that's that. Now, your final question. Yeah is do you feel that travel has changed you at all? And if so, how? Um, I, I feel like I'm a better problem solver because of travel. 
Um, I feel like I am maybe a bit better under pressure, although I'm, I'm definitely not the best person to have under pressure. My husband is much yeah. better at that than I am. But and I think I'm just more like tolerant of other people. Um, I know, like, I know I keep saying I grew up in a small town, but like, it's true. I didn't right. see very much um, outside of, you know, whiteness to be perfectly frank frank of course I mean that's just kind of how it was here and I think that traveling definitely opened me up to um different people and I feel like this also sounds really like cliche but it's true like I've just learned so much more about things that I would have had no idea about if I had never left small town Nova Scotia so I, I feel like it's changed me that way. I also, like I said earlier, it's changed me in the way that I've switched careers to one that allows me to be more location independent because I love travel so much. Right. So yeah, I just, I get really excited about seeing new things. I get really excited about planning to go to new places and so I think that's just what I love about travel so much is seeing something outside of the same thing that you see every day. I think that's honestly almost exactly the way that I feel. Yeah. I don't think I would change much with that. So thanks uh, again to everyone who supported us over the last year. Like I really can't believe that we've made it this far and we're really excited to see where this journey keeps taking us uh, literally and figuratively. Someday, travel. someday Megan will be able to do like a trip report type episode and Maybe one no. of us can tell each other about an actual trip outside of Nova Scotia. Oh, girlfriend, that's going to be exciting. <laughs> oh, I Maybe know. I'll take this show on the road for a trip one. Oh, I think we should. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so you can always keep up with us on our uh, Facebook and Instagram pages. And we'd really appreciate it if you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and uh, keep interacting with us on social media. We love chatting with people and getting to know other people and sharing great information. And uh, we just can't wait to get back to traveling and meet more people and talk for another year, Megan. Love it so much. Thanks again, everybody. Bye. Bye.